0: you're listening to Rock Chalk Sports Talk with Derek Johnson and Nick Springer on FM 1017 and 1320 KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another edition of Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Hey. We're brought to you by 23rd Street Brewery on today's edition of the show. And this to me feels like the startup of the basketball season. It really does. Like, uh, yeah, KU playing Manhattan and you know playing uh, some of these early teams. It almost feels. You like already an forgot extension. about North Carolina Central. Thank you. The I'm actually disrespect. glad I actually did forget, which is actually Dude, funny. We're gonna play some John Harris audio uh, later in the
1: show. He forgot the. Team Are you name kidding too. me? You can't remember North Carolina Central because he goes. You know how disrespectful
0: that is. I'm just saying. Wow, it feels like an extension. I, of per, I want to
1: personally apologize to all the North Carolina Central fans that are listening right now for Derek's complete incompetence. Okay, being unable to remember. Are you going to be this cruel? The North Carolina to Harris, Central he forgets
0: it in the audio we play later.
1: What's their What's their mascot?
0: Are these the Eagles.
1: The North Carolina Central Eagles. Who could possibly forget, Who could forget the North Carolina Central Eagles? But no, this this How feels like they. the kickoff
0: for me. You get a real real tough game. This is a good barometer game, and you know you you lose this game. We've seen Kansas lose this game before, most notably. Uh, The 2019-20 season, you lose to Duke, and you realize, okay, maybe a few things that we have to kind of work on here and there. That team ended up being the best team in the country, so you can still be fine after this game either way, but it's always nice if you win. And I think added to it this year is the fact that Kansas has dipped back below Kentucky in the uh, all-time win chase because of the NCAA case to where this is an opportunity to, to get a notch back up on them
1: directly right in front of them. I would like to issue an official fraud watch. For John Vincent Calipari. Wow. Fraud alert. Well, yeah. No, we're upgrading to an alert. Fraud alert for he's John on, uh, I wouldn't
0: quite say he's been on the hot seat. I mean, he has like a lifetime contract. It's like a warm seat. You know, people are, are frustrated. Kentucky fans are frustrated with where things are done. If they win this game, you realize the Kentucky hype train is going to be off the charts, right? Probably, yeah. It's going to be yeah. – they're the best team in the country. I mean, they're I number so, three yeah. right now in betting lines despite, like – you know, you look at Ken Palm, they're number 14 in the country. Uh, Evan Miyakawa, they're like number 18 uh, in the well, country. Well, okay.
1: What's the one thing that Kentucky poll, they're 17. is normally missing? They normally don't Shooting. have that, or they don't, wh- uh, what I was going to say is they normally don't have uh, like a, a legit veteran player to sure. guide usually the three this or four, however many freshmen they have. That's the difference. This year they actually do have some veteran guys back. Now, what will that mean for them? Will it positively impact them? I guess we'll see. But that, to me, was what stood out immediately when I start looking at this Kentucky team. Is in the past, it's well, you know, they got you know they got four or five star guys, but they're all freshmen. How are they going to respond under the big lights? How are they going to play? And sometimes they perform, sometimes they don't. Well, they've got this year. They've got a couple guys on their team that are legit veteran players that are quality players that maybe can guide some of those young five star freshmen they have. So I don't know. And I don't know how that's going to play out. It's just, that's just how it is. It's just that this is a year where they, they do have that compared to previous years, because I think, and maybe has realized this too. I think Bill Self has certainly realized it is, listen, veteran leaders win in March. Okay. You can bring, you can put together a team of five, the top five freshmen in the country on one team. That doesn't mean they're going to win in March because you have to have, you have to have experience. You have to have veteran leadership. And now that Kentucky has that, we'll see how they respond in, in a game like this against Kansas. Uh, Bill Self talked about how the fact that playing this game not in the first game of the season, but you know having a couple of tune-up games basically to lead into it, is probably better for the game. And uh, I guess we'll see how true that is, right? Because Kansas has looked really, really good in their in their first two exhibitions. Kentucky's won their ex- or not exhibitions, real games, tune-up yeah. games against the vaunted North Carolina Central Eagles. And the Manhattan Jaspers. And I don't know who Kentucky played, because I don't care. Uh, New but, Mexico
0: State, and uh, <laughs> then most recently, Texas A&M Commerce.
1: Oh, oh, oh no, we were talking about this off-air. Yeah, yep. Texas A&M Commerce. I forgot about them. Uh, yeah, so we'll see if the fact that both these teams have had a couple games to to tune up makes the, makes for this to be a better game. Because I think, what, the last, the last three years, the Champions Classic's been the first game of the season for KU, I think. Right? Is that right? Mm. Last three years?
0: I don't think I don't I don't know I don't I don't remember okay. I, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, anyway, it's been run right around right, there, though. Sorry, it's for the beginning. Um, there is the late game eight thirty game is going to start at seven o'clock right here on KLWN. Honestly, it probably won't start till like nine eight forty five. <laughs> Especially if yeah. the first game is no, overtime. Listen.
1: If you just go into the situation with the mentality of tip off is at nine o'clock, any tip off that's earlier than nine o'clock, you'll be happy with. That's yeah. my mentality. Well, I went
0: back and looked, so there have been uh, thirteen previous Champions Classic played. This is the fourteenth. Would you like to guess how many of them Kansas has played the early game? Four. Four is the right answer. Hey, there we go. And three of the four against Michigan State. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like if you're playing Michigan State, you're probably going to be the early game. Otherwise, it's probably going to be a late game. Yeah. Which, like, why is that? Well, the late game is is typically the game they're more like they're more marquee game they're viewing that they want to get.
1: But see, the I don't I don't know that ever. I agree with that because if the late game is tipping off at nine central, that's ten o'clock on the east coast. I don't know. That's just southern view. Wouldn't it. you want your east coast viewers to? be watching the game that starts earlier at 7.30 that. East Coast time?
0: I'm not a TV executive. <laughs> I could not tell you.
1: That's just how they do it. And uh, if anything, that means it's a compliment to KU
0: because they're basically saying we want to watch you. We want you on in our our best time slot of the day.
1: Yeah. Or they want to force us to watch the end of the other game because it's yeah. going to be 8.50. And I have to watch that before I can watch KU. Well, then we're going to get the uh, college football playoff rankings
0: that happened in between the two games. Oh, oh. And this oh, year, will Kansas great. be ranked? Fantastic. The Kansas might be ranked wow. still. I
1: don't know. Might guess how excited they am for the college football playoff rankings. I'm kind
0: of excited. I'm not CFK excited. still in there.
1: Well, that's fine, I guess.
0: Yeah. But yeah, outside of that, it's like, well, not going to be much movement. It's anyway, an so convenience. Kentucky comes in at 2-0. They absolutely blasted New Mexico State in the opener, 86-46. Uh, then they beat Texas A&M Commerce 81 to 60, 61 in their uh, last game. They are 12th on Ken Palm in adjusted offense efficiency. They are 27th on the uh, defensive side of the basketball. And you know it's they're, they're still kind of factoring in uh, preseason expectations when you look at that to to kind of expect. Uh, it's hard to tell too much off your first two games. They're uh, 18th on offense on Bart Torvik, 30th on defense there. And uh, when you look at their their ranking on Evan Miyakawa. Um, they are top twenty in the country as well. I kind of feel like this is a team that's being slept on a little bit. Like, mm, think so? Well, okay. So, I understand the past couple of years with Calipari. I mean, I, when's the last time that that uh, Kentucky won, made a second weekend of an NCAA tournament? It's been a little bit. It's been a handful of years, right? Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe three years, four years, and you know there there is some heat kind of coming to John Calipari. But you look at the roster. You have the number three recruit in the country. You have like the number five recruit in the country. You have the number six recruit in the country. I know the number five guy's injured right now. And right now, their center position is banged up. They don't have him. They don't have the uh, European kid who uh, was trying to get eligible. So their center position is much different right now. But they have a really good recruiting class. And they also have like the number 10 recruit. They have like the number 21 recruit. They have another one, top 100 recruit. Like it's a really good recruiting class. We know that. That's typical Kentucky, right? Um, it's not as great of a recruiting class as, as other years. So that's part of the reason I think people are down on it. Wasn't but, it still number two or number one? Well, though? no, no, I just mean like like the twenty twenty four class. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, if you yeah. compare it to the class of twenty twenty two, those players yeah. are just not as good. So yeah, yeah, okay, maybe yeah, the number mean. one player in this class is more equivalent to a number eight player in another class. Yeah, but still, yeah, yeah. Um they have the two veterans, Antonio Reeves, really good shooter, Trey Mitchell, who we've seen have good games against Kansas, whether it was him at Texas or at West Virginia. And uh, then you just kind of look at, you know, some of those players and and what they're expected to do. And um, you look at the the Justin Edwards kid, he could be a top five pick in the NBA draft, like the uh, Dillingham kid, like his stock is kind of rising up. So I think it's actually a talented team and I think it's a team that can shoot a little bit better than maybe some of the past Calipari teams like. I view this Kentucky team to be a top-ten team. If they win this game, the helium is going to rise to people are saying this is a top-five team in the country. It just is if they win this game. And with Kansas, it's going to be like, okay, maybe they're good, but they're not great. If Kansas wins the game, though, it's just going to be more of the same. Like, yeah, okay, that's why they're the number one team in the country, whereas with Kentucky, it'll be like maybe they're properly based. But either way, this is a good barometer game for both teams. So let me ask you this. How important is this game? As somebody who has
1: who has oh, championed man. that November basketball is not to say, matter. Do we need to go back to last year? Yeah. I mean, can I just hit play on a recording of what I said last year, which is November games do not matter, period. End of story. End of discussion. So this is 0 out of but, 10 for you. No, 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 no. Okay. For me personally, it's a 10 out of 10. Oh. Because Because we got to beat Cal. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm number one Cal, anti-Cal fan club. Got to beat him. Got to beat Cal. How can it be a 10, though, if you're saying, like, 10 is like it's national It's a 10 for me personally. 10 is- it's a zero for the KU team. <laughs> it's a 10 for me individually because okay. there's a lot on the line here for me personally. Got to beat Cal. Okay? Nobody, nobody says that Cal's more of a fraud than me, I don't think. I mean, I say it a lot. I don't know. And so, because of that. You can't I can't be losing to a fraud. Mm. I can't be seen losing to a guy who sucks, who's a clown. Like that can't be good for me. So it's a ten out of ten for me personally. Okay. Zero out of ten for the team. If they lose, who cares? Well, I, I sort of agree with you. Like it's it's I don't know that it's who cares because it, it's
0: almost indicative of like, okay, you have a lot of things you need to work on. And we obviously know every team does this early in the season, regardless, right? But if you win this game, it it is to me. Especially after you lost the Illinois game, which I know is an exhibition and weird things, whatever. If you win this game, it feels like to me, okay, you are starting to back up your number one ranking. Oh, yeah. You know? And and you look at the Maui Invitational, how tough that is. The reason this one matters a lot, if you lose this game, you could easily lose two games in Maui. You know? You might be playing Marquette, who's a top-ten team, and then you could play, uh, I don't don't know, like Purdue or something. I'm not scared
1: of Marquette.
0: Marquette's really good, but... um, you could easily go one-on-one one in, in the Maui games, not not sure. including Chaminade. So, yeah, like, absolutely. I don't know. It's, a, it's an opportunity to get another quad one win early in the season and get another resume booster and, you know, do some of these other things. But, yeah, you're right. If you lose the game, you could still have a great season. So, from that standpoint, it's not, like, overly important. But I, I do think the added importance, anytime you're playing another blue blood from a recruiting standpoint, um, from the win total perspective. Yeah, like I mean, it
1: definitely stuff. matters because, you know, it's the Champions Classic. It's... One of the most watched early season, yeah. I mean, from an NBA draft
0: perspective, like for if you're a player wanting to go to the draft, like this, this is a very big game for you. Yeah,
1: this is the you know this is one of the biggest stages you're going to be on, really until March, if you think about it. If you're a member of one of these four schools, so it's definitely a a big deal from the standpoint of national spotlight, NBA draft, like you alluded to that stuff. It's important, but from the team perspective, from KU win or lose, I'm not going to feel really one way or the other. I mean, if they win, it'll just reaffirm to me that, okay, this this is probably a really, really good team that's probably going to not lose very many more than three or four games for the whole season, I would think, mm. if they win. If they lose, it's like, well, okay, you might lose five or six games. Eh. But guess what? You can finish the season with six losses or even seven losses and probably still be a one seed if you're Kansas. Because yeah, because how difficult the
0: schedule is. The schedule tough.
1: it's the Big 12 conference as always. Although sneaky, I think I think the Big 12 might be kind of down this year. Mm. Sneaky. I think that's possible. What makes you say that? Look at some of the teams at the bottom of the conference. They're just they're just not very good. I mean, like I don't think Oklahoma is going to be very good. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be very good. Right West Virginia is probably not going to be very good. The worst team UCF in the Big 12. is bad.
0: West Virginia is 87th in the yeah, country. Yeah, normally
1: it's like the worst team in the Big 12 is like 60th. I don't know. That's a good conference. I, I don't know. It's still good. It's still better compared to like, like the Oklahoma's ACC. Oklahoma's 42nd. Because the ACC has like 20 teams that are in the 100s because they actually are a bad conference.
0: Yeah, let's see. The ACC, <laughs> so if, if the worst team in the Big 12 is... Is eighty uh, seventh one two? Three, They're probably like four, in the top five. Eight. ACC has five teams that are worse than that.
1: <laughs> no, the ACC is bad, really mm-hmm. bad. I'm just saying, I don't. Uh, I when I say the Big Twelve might be bad, compare it to previous years. Again, okay. I mean, what last year or the year before that? Again, the worst team of the Big Twelve was like sixty fifth in Ken Palm or something like that. So Nick Palm is rating the Big 12 lower this year than previous years.
0: Okay. Well, you heard it here first from uh, Nick Pomeroy. Well, um, when I look at this Kentucky team, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to take two. I, like, I, can, I can go through some of the stats and be like, well, they've been really good at this. Like they've only turned the ball over nine times and they're shooting well on two-point shots and they're shooting a high volume of three-point shots compared to where they normally are and they're getting a lot of uh, steals so far this season and they're not. Uh, getting the ball stolen from them. They're shooting good at the free throw line. Like their two point defense is good. They're they're doing a good job on the defensive glass. Meanwhile, they're kind of struggling a bit on the offensive rebounding. They're not really getting to the free throw line of time. Like I can go through some of those stats, and those are true. But at the end of the day, uh, they've played two kind of bad teams, so like we don't totally know what they're great at and what they're not great at. So. Um, I don't know how much I'm supposed to take away from that, but uh, just in general, like, what is there anything or or a player or any like what scares you most about what Kentucky has that like if they were to beat Kansas today, you would expect this to be the reason why?
1: Yeah, I think I kind of touched on it with with the experience they have, right? Normally, you would say, "Oh, well, who's you know they've got four or five great freshmen, but is one of them going to step up and actually hit some clutch shots? How are they going to respond to the spotlight?" I think. I look at Antonio Reeves. I mean, to me, it, things kind of start with him. If if he's going to be their veteran guy that's kind of going to guide them a little bit from that position, uh, that's who I would look to as somebody that would have probably a big game against, against KU for them to win because in a game like this, this early in the season, I think experience does matter. And sure, Kentucky has a couple guys with experience, but look at Kansas. Kansas has DeJuan Harris, Hunter Dickinson, K.J. Adams, Kevin McCuller, 3 of those 4 guys have made de- have played in massive games in the NCAA tournament and championship games in the NCAA tournament and final four games in the NCAA tournament. They have the upper hand certainly in that area, but you you have to acknowledge that Kentucky has a little bit more than maybe what they would normally have at this stage of the season with with veteran experience. And so I guess if their if their veteran experience counteracts or is or is plays a bigger role for them than what Kansas has that, to me, would be the biggest thing where I would say, okay, that's one of the ways that Kentucky can go in the game. Mm.
0: For me, I, I think it's the the stretch floor nature of it. And this is honestly, this could be, say, okay, so Bill Self, we're going to play his audio later in the show. And one of the things he said is kind of which team takes advantage of their style of play more is probably going to win the game. And I, I think that echoes very true. So right now, because Aaron Bradshaw, number five recruit in the country, he's hurt right now for Kentucky. He's still coming back from an injury. So I can't imagine he's going to play tonight. Uh, the the big uh, seven foot two kid from from overseas he's still trying to get eligible for Kentucky he's probably not going to play tonight so th- far through their first two games what they've done at the five position is they have played um, uh, Trey, Trey Mitchell, Mitchell right? yeah yeah at, at the five for a majority of the minutes and then they've backed him up with one of their freshmen. Jordan Burks, who's only 6'8", 202 pounds at the 5 position. And then they've thrown out, like, for a very minuscule amount of time, a Tierro, Thiero, Thiero I, I don't know, he's he's a freshman from Canada, 6'8", 222. Those are not big guys. Like, Trey Mitchell's 6'9", 230. Mitchell's a good rebounder, skilled offensive player. He's not really known for being a great defender. And if Hunter Dickinson is, you know, what, 7'1", like 260 pounds, you're going to have a big-size advantage with Hunter Dickinson burying Trey Mitchell inside. So you need to be able to take advantage of that. On the flip side, though, Trey Mitchell can shoot threes. And that's a little bit scary because that, to me, feels like maybe the biggest weakness that KU is going to have this season when they play teams who have five men who can shoot threes. And uh, Trey Mitchell last year at West Virginia um, on three-point shots was 36 of 99, 36%. Uh nice year before texas he shot 33 percent year before UMass, shot 38 percent. that's pretty good so far this year he hasn't taken a ton one of five but i mean
1: he oh, can he shoot sucks. from three he, he can shoot then. from three
0: and that's one a five? little bit scary so so which which center can kind of establish themselves more um i think is going to be a huge key in this game so which team can play to their style a little bit more um but honestly like the matchup i'm most interested in might be i mean Antonio Reeves and Kevin McCuller is going to be interesting because can Kevin take Antonio? Uh, outside of Antonio Reeves, Kentucky's shooting 26% on threes this year. Reeves is shooting 50%. Wow. So if you can take him out of the game, what does that mean? But Justin Edwards is, some people are even talking that he could be the number one pick in the draft. He's a 6'8", 203 pound forward that they're playing at the four. Well, KJ Adams is the veteran. KJ should have a strength advantage. Yep. I doubt Justin Edwards has played somebody with the body of K.J. Adams.
1: Dude, K.J. Adams would have a strength advantage against he anybody. Would.
0: Yeah. And so, I want to see that matchup because you have the fluidity and the length and the the star talent of Justin Edwards against K.J. Adams. So that I think is very... And if, if for K.J., going back to the NBA stuff, if K.J. plays well, if he shuts down Justin Edwards and it's like, oh, this guy's a defensive stopper, he gets, you know, he puts up 12 points on a bunch of explosive dunks, maybe has five rebounds, a couple assists, shows the passing, maybe this is the game that he hits a mid-range shot or something. Maybe NBA people start being like, "Okay, this guy's kind of interesting. Let's keep an eye on him." You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's mean, hard to think miss. Really cool with yeah. how jacked he is.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ku wins if what? I kind of feel like Ku wins if Dewan Harris is controlling the game. Uh, I mean, that this, this like this is the game that if I'm Dewan Harris, I'm salivating. Like, this is your opportunity to just absolutely work your magic, right? Completely control the flow of the offense. And shut down the opposing team's offense by disrupting their flow from their point guard position. You've got a, a freshman point guard right on the other side yes. for Kentucky. Like this is the game for DeWan Harris that I think you salivate over. You say this is my game, right? I can control things. We've got a size advantage down there with Hunter Dickinson. I can lob it to him pretty easily. KJ Adams is explosive, and then on the defensive side, you've got a freshman point guard that you should be able to to lock up defensively, uh, being uh, because you're one of the top players in the, in the con- in the country on defense. So. I think Dewan Harris, if he just controls the game, and, and again, going back to it, like Dewan Harris controlling the game, this could be another game where he takes like two shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, but he could still be controlling the game, right? So uh, I think KU definitely wins it if, he, if he's at his best, and, and, and that's probably something you could apply to a lot of games K is going to play this season, right? If Dewan Harris is controlling the game, KU's probably going to have a good chance to win, but especially in a game like this, with the big lights, Dewan Harris has played in big games, he's got a freshman point guard opposite him. He's got a size advantage with his, with his big center down low, let Dewan Cook.
0: I'll say if Hunter Dickinson avoids foul trouble, uh that or you let yeah. you avoid Austin Reeves getting hot from 3. That
1: is a great point. You know, we haven't seen how this team will respond if somebody gets in foul trouble, right? Whether it's Hunter Dickinson or KJ Adams or even like, you know, what if what if Kevin McCullough gets in foul trouble? What yeah. are you doing that? That's kind of the one thing we haven't seen this team have to deal with yet early in the season is what what will they do when you have to Send you know Kevin to the bench with two fouls with 14 minutes left in the first half, or Dickinson, like you alluded to. That that is kind of the one thing where we we just haven't seen how they're going to respond to that yet. And you know what's going to happen, right? You know, you know you're going to have games where you're going to have guys get in foul trouble, but it's almost something that you can't really prepare for because you you know you can't say, oh well, I know we're going to have foul trouble in this game or that game, or whatever. You, you don't know. It's just kind of how things play out. Yeah. He's Nick Springer.
0: I'm Derek Johnson. Let's uh, do a quick recap of the KU women's basketball game yesterday. Then to get to Matt Tate later on in the hour, this is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back into Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. Our our phone lines are are down right now. So uh, unable to get a hold of uh, Matt Tate on our end of things. So unfortunate there. Um, And uh, the Champions Classic is tonight. That one will uh, start at 8.30. Pre-game at 7 o'clock right here on KLWN. Um, I guess beyond the KU game, we also get to see the other part of the Champions Classic tonight, which is uh, Duke and Michigan State.
1: Yeah, the bad Duke Blue Devils versus the terrible Michigan State. Yeah, so you have
0: Duke losing to Arizona, you have Michigan State losing early in their weird one to James Madison. If 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 Duke loses this game, are people gonna start like being like, are we sure John
1: Shire's a good coach? Well, what's funny is like He's he's clearly shown to be a good recruiter, but right is the question now becoming, how good of a how good of a coach are you? Right, it's one thing to be a recruiter. I mean, you you fall into you start to fall into the category of John Calipari, which is you can recruit the top players, but you stink, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so uh, you're actually not very good. Well, I don't know. What do you think of that? I it's just like at what point would it?
0: Hmm. <laughs> what. Would it start leading to maybe a change in recruiting? Like, if he struggles this year, do any of the top guys decommit, or do they just stay commit? Like, mm-hmm. like if you're Cooper Flag, you know, is the is the recruitment is the that's still open?
1: Uh, I I don't know. I would think probably not uh, because I think for someone like Cooper Flag, and you know, I I hate to make statements like this because it's it's I think it's a nuanced thing, but if you're a top guy at this stage it's really just about whatever's going to be your quickest route to the nba right so does it really matter yeah you know what i mean i mean i don't i mean i don't i don't like saying that cuz i don't think i don't think it's true overall but i think it's probably in the in the minds of some players where it's like i want to go wherever you know i'll be on espn every night and get the biggest spotlight and be a topic in the nba yeah you know and duke definitely produces those it does there's no question about that it does Go back to the comment last week, though, when
0: Bill Self mentioned Flory Badunga, not done yet. And then he mentioned Cooper Flagg in his latest press
1: conference. What if they keep pushing?
0: <laughs> yeah, pushing. I mean,
1: well, but the thing is, is like when he said Badunga, I think part of that is he's saying he's not done yet in 23, trying yeah. to add somebody possibly. Well, he said so. he
0: said thus far in regards to him being the headliner of the class. Mm. He's not the headliner oh, of the no, class.
1: okay, no, that's just you
0: being weird. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm just looking at the quote. That's just you and trying this to past read. past press conference that we're going to play later today, he mentions Cooper Flag in some of the
1: recruiting. <laughs> what if it's not done yet? Who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. I think, so, most notably with uh, the Bryson Tucker situation, the top 30 recruit that was visiting over the last weekend, it kind of seems like he might be either a 24 guy or maybe going something else. It doesn't seem like he's going to be an option to do to come in the class of 23. So I think thus far, KU clearly is still looking to use the phrase that you love thus far. Mm-hmm. I think KU is clearly still looking for a player in this, this year, but probably at this point it have to be an international player of some kind of joint semester as for next season. I mean, you've got badunga badunga. You feel pretty good about it. Don't you dare. Uh, don't you dare! <laughs> Listen, We're going with nobody, badunga. Nobody wants badunga dunk more than me. Okay, because dude, imagine if you have badunga dunk next to furfin turf. Mm-hmm. I mean, how good is that? Or you know, furfinator, or whatever, you, or furfee's law, whatever you want to go with. What was your favorite one? What was your favorite one? I liked
0: Furfy's law. I liked crocodile furfee at first, but after we heard the story from Brian that that Johnny he didn't himself like it, didn't then, like it, that
1: seems to be a problem. I will say, people do not get so, to choose their own nickname. Here's my question. Do people in Australia say surf and turf, or is that I don't just know what That's people in thing. America say about what people in you know, Australia? They might, they might. All right, let's get into
0: our uh, college basketball betting preview, and then we're gonna try to get Matt on the phone around uh, four o'clock at the top of the hour. If our phones are magically back up by then, okay, okay. So uh, we're doing our because today feels like the actual kickoff to the season, it gives you about a week to I don't know digest things and get back into college basketball. We're doing our college basketball betting preview today. We're gonna pick some conference champions. Final four picks. These are based off betting odds, not necessarily what we would pick, um, but sometimes they might coincide. Let's start with the conference champions. Let's go to the uh, ACC.
1: Okay. Who is your favorite pick to win the Atlantic Coast Conference? Yeah, and the ACC, like, I don't know. We, we talked about it in the previous segment. The ACC is really bad. And so what that means is that I feel like there's not really many teams that actually have a legitimate shot at winning the ACC. I don't want to go with Duke because that's boring. North Carolina, bleh. So I'm going to – and think about this. Between North Carolina and Duke and my pick, I'm going to go with Virginia. Between those three teams, which of those three teams has the best coach? Virginia, Virginia. Right? Most proven for sure, yeah. So that's why I'm going to go with Virginia. I think Tony Bennett being the most proven coach, I'm picking him. Okay. I like that. Um, And I really like that. Virginia,
0: like, always wins the conference title in the regular season, too. So, I really do like that bet. I thought about that. And it's pretty good odds. It really is. Plus 700. I'm going to go with Miami. Plus 550. Coming off Final Four, um, Wuga Poplar has been amazing. That's a great name, by the way. Who? Wuga Poplar, baby. (laughs) He's been like just making every three for them so far. He he was like a good starter. He was like a solid role player starter for them last year. Bigger step this year. Nigel Pax back another year. Uh Omir, uh Norchard Omier, the the like 6-7 really good oh, yeah. center.
1: The guy back inside. The guy that's like KJ Adams. But KJ Adams. Is yes. Better. Well,
0: I don't know. This guy's really good.
1: KJ Adams. It's
0: better. Okay. They're Maybe. a good team. I'm going to take Miami at plus 550.
1: Okay, there we go.
0: Because part of this too, if they get even just a share of the title and cause schedules are imbalanced too, yeah. then yeah. you win the bet. It's
1: all yeah, that is true. Uh big ten. Yeah. In the big ten, all right. Here's the deal here's the deal in the Big Ten. What when you look at Purdue, they are terrible <laughs> in the NCAA tournament. In a one game elimination format, they are horrible. Mm-hmm. Guess what the big guess what the regular season conference winner does not have to do?
0: A one game. They don't have to
1: be good in yeah. a one game format. They just have to be good over the course of the season, which Purdue has shown that they are that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take Purdue here. I think I think that over the course of the whole conference season, they're probably going to end up being on top and then they'll probably lose to a 16 seed, I don't know who, but somebody, Or 15 seed. Well, what's
0: the they haven't lost to a 14 yet. Oh. So is okay. that the next
1: in the Well, I don't know though. If lost. they win the if they win the Big 10, they're yeah, probably, probably going to be did. higher than a 3 seed, right?
0: Yeah, maybe maybe they get a 2 seed and then a 14 seed makes it to Sweet 16 and gets them. You know? mm, maybe there you go. Go. there no, you go. I'm, I'm going to go with Illinois. I was really impressed with the fighting Illini. You can get them plus 800, so I'm going to take that. Uh, Big 12, do you dare venture from Kansas, the team who always wins the conference? Kansas. Yeah, the only argument that you could have for me would be like, do you think somebody else can share it with them? And you, yeah. you get better odds. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just going to take Kansas. Well, the thing is, won. it's like,
1: I don't, I mean, Houston is obviously very good, but I just... In the first year in a Power 5, it's I just tough. don't know that they're going to win the conference.
0: Yeah, if I had to pick someone else, I'd almost be tempted by Baylor at 7-1. to one. Yeah. Could they get a share of the league, maybe? Yeah, I think so, too. Um, okay, uh, Big East. Marquette's the favorite. UConn second. Creighton third. I mean, that's a good top three. Then you got, like, Villanova, St. John's. Yeah, Robert. Villanova.
1: Who did Villanova just lose to, though? Penn. Penn, yeah. At the Penn. Plestra. The fighting Justin Watsons, by the way. <laughs> that's right. From Penn. Dude, I feel so bad, though, because for the longest time, I thought he was from Harvard. And it turns out he went to Penn, which are probably rivals. I assume they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, sorry about that, Penn, uh, dude. I really, really like Creighton, but I. The thing with Creighton is Creighton's the opposite of Purdue. They always seem to not do very good in the regular season, or as good as they should. So I don't want to go with Creighton. I'm not picking Marquette. I'll, I'll ride with with uh, with Yukon and Klingon. I'll ride with I'll ride with them. All right with the Huskies here. Okay, I'm going to take Creighton. I do
0: think Creighton is really good. And UConn's going plus 280. Creighton's going off at plus 300. Kalk Brenner, I think, is going to have a great season. Uh, Trey Alexander's already putting up monstrous stats for Creighton. And then uh, Baylor Shireman's still back. They-, they brought in the kid from yeah. Utah State who was shooting like a billion percent from three points. Yeah, uh,
1: Steve something, I think. Yeah, right? Steve Ashworth. Steve Ashworth. Yeah, there he is. I, I yeah. really like this Creighton team. I Give think Creighton, yes. No. I like Creighton a lot more in the NCAA tournament, though. That's fair. I don't like them as much in the regular season. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, uh, Pac-12. Yeah, I didn't really know what to go here. I'm just going to go with Arizona. They got a big win against Duke. Uh, you probably could have gotten them at better odds, actually, to win, I would think, prior to their, them beating Duke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that maybe boosted their odds a little bit. Uh, but I'll go with Arizona here. Uh, I, I like them. And I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really... Uh, to be honest with you with UCLA I, I don't really know what exactly they'll have coming back this season so I'm going to avoid them and I'll just go there well. a lot of international players they have a bunch of freshmen from like they have
0: like a 7-3 center from like Spain bunch of international dudes so they have a ton of talent guys that could be like first round picks but there's a lot of what ifs there I'm interested by Colorado at 7-1 to uh, they brought in a top 5 recruit in the country De Silva is really good, uh, but I just don't trust them overall. Honestly, USC tempts me, too. I really like their backcourt. I think USC is is how you view Creighton. I view USC as being a really good tournament team. I don't know if they're going to win the league title. I'm going to go Arizona plus 180. On to the SEC.
1: Yeah, this is tough because I was looking at the SEC, and I was like, I don't really want to go with Tennessee. Arkansas, bleh. Uh, You know, Texas A&M, bleh. Uh, and A&M then won it last year. And then there's the redheaded stepchild sitting in the corner, Kentucky. Do I dare pick Kentucky? Yeah,
0: they're plus 400. Do I dare? What about Florida, 10 to 1? It's been kind of trendy. Eh. Alabama,
1: I'll say 50. Auburn, I'm more int- Bruce Pearl. At I'm more intrigued by Alabama. But I think I think I'm going to go with my mind here and not my heart. Give me Kentucky. Okay, Kentucky 4 1. I, I do think that's a good bet. I,
0: I think Kentucky's going to be good this year. I'm going Tennessee, though. I'm very high in Tennessee this year. Rick Barnes always has great defenses. They usually don't have the shot making. Well, Vescovi's back for another year, and they added this Dalton Connect kid from Northern Colorado who put up like 20 a game for them. Yeah. And he has been unbelievable well, to start the season. Okay. People are starting to say he's a first round pick now. Doesn't
1: Ziegler have eligibility still? But he tore his ACL. So yeah. Still, I, I don't uh, know if he's coming his back at all. I, I don't know. He might be back. Maybe I feel like he still has eligibility. Yeah, he does have eligibility.
0: He came back for another year, but um, like how he's oh, it looks recover. like he has played. He uh, played oh, he's eight. already playing. Okay, yeah. yeah, just in a limited role. Nineteen minutes against Wisconsin, twelve yeah. minutes against uh, Tennessee Tech. So yeah, I don't, I don't hate that back.
1: from Tennessee. Uh, but for all the negative things that I've thrown at John Calipari, give me the fighting Calipari's. All today. right, uh, one other league, any other league. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, West Coast Conference here. Dude, St. Mary's is like... I think they're pretty close to being on the same really level as, as Gonzaga at this point. And Gonzaga continues to go off at minus odds just because people blind bet Gonzaga because they don't know anything. Give me St. Mary's here. Give me St. Mary's to take... The WCC.
0: Okay, I'm going with the team who St. Mary's just beat New Mexico to win the Mountain West. San Diego State's plus 140. New Mexico's plus 400. San Diego State lost a good amount from last year's team. New Mexico was underrated last year. They didn't make the tournament, but they finished 66th they, in Ken. They, weren't Pop. they
1: pretty close to making it? Yeah,
0: they yeah. were. Um, they were 24th in offense last year. They're, you know, uh, expected to be a top 50 team this year. Jamal Mashburn, the son of. You know, Mashburn. I don't know if JT Toppin is another Toppin brother too, but dude, how many of those guys are there? I don't know. New Mexico is uh, four to one, so I'll take them.
1: Uh, Wooden Award pick two. Mm. Okay, uh, I'll pick Hunter Dickinson as my primary pick because nine to one. If KU ends up being the best team in the country and Hunter Dickinson is averaging twenty and ten, I feel like that'll be you know, assuming Edie doesn't average like twenty five and (laughs) fourteen, I think. I think Dickinson, if KU's number one, is going to have a good chance at it. My 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 dart throw shot here is Tyler Kolek from Marquette uh, because he is really a great player. And Marquette, I think, in a similar situation, if Marquette goes on and, and ends up winning the Big East or something like that, it will be because of him. And so I'll take K- uh, Kolek as my uh, dart throw at plus 3,000 as my uh, kind of Shot in the dark. Yeah, 31. I like that. So I'm
0: gonna go even further down the list here. I'm gonna go with uh Terrence Shannon. We saw what he can do when he gets hot for Illinois mm. against in the Kansas game. He's 80 to one. But see, if I, I think,
1: listen, you gotta you gotta you gotta do the eye test here. Sure.
0: Is a guy from Illinois winning with a wooden award? Yeah, he could. No. Yeah. He puts up 20 a game. Illinois finishes top ten in the country. Why not? Um the other one I'm gonna do is Trey Alexander. He is a hundred and thirty to one, Nick. She's putting up right now. Twenty and a half points, five and a half rebounds, four and a half assists per game on a Creighton team that's one of the best in the country. And three steals per game. Mm. And he's known as being a great defender. Mm. Give me Trey Alexander, 130 to one. Wow. Uh final four picks. Pick four. Kansas, Kansas, and Kansas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh but Kansas. I will let you do that if you actually want to. No. <laughs> four times the wager
1: on Kansas to make the final four. No, I'll just do Kansas once. They're plus three sixty. Uh I'm taking Creighton. I talked about it. I they like Creighton. They are plus six hundred. I like Creighton a lot in the tournament. I think there will be a very, very tough tournament team. Uh, they were very close, obviously, last year to making it. Uh, so I'll take Creighton. I, I like UConn again. Plus 500. I think UConn's in a really, really good position to probably go back again. Really good freshman I mean, guard coming in. Could you imagine if UConn played Kansas and you had Klingon versus Dickinson? be a lot of fun. I mean, that's that's insane. Which, that'll happen in, like, three weeks. Yes, but it could happen again <laughs> yeah. in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that'd be wild. Uh, so I will go with UConn. And then for my fourth pick, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought about going for Texas here, actually. But I don't know. I'll go, I'll go Houston with this one. I think they're still going to be really good. Uh, I, and I think maybe they're plus six fifty. they might actually end up being a lower seed, like a two or three seed. But I still think they will be one of the another team that's really tough out. Because when I, when I think about picks like this for the Final Four, I think of teams that are really tough outs. And I think Houston is a tough out.
0: Yep. I'm going to go with Kentucky plus 425, Tennessee plus 600, Arizona plus 650, and USC. I love their. They might have the best backcourt in the country. Mm. Uh, they're plus 800. Uh, pick two to win the championship. Real quick. Uh, very quickly, Kansas and Creighton. Uh, I'm going to go with Arizona at 16-1 to and Houston at 20-1. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. One hour down, two to go. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Hey, it's Derek Johnson from Rock Shock Sports Talk on KLWN. And despite sitting around in a studio all day, my body feels great thanks to Massage Envy. Their total body stretch service makes my body feel loose and limber and gets rid of some of those day to day aches I have from a long day at the office or working out at the gym. During the stretches, all you need to do is relax and breathe deep, and they'll take it from there. It's great for your body and your mind. And they also have massages, rapid tension services, and advanced skin care. That's Massage Envy on 6th Street in Lawrence and South Black Bob Road in alathe four o'clock hour this is rock Chalk sports talk on klwn our phone line's still not working here so uh i think we're gonna have to scrap the uh, matt tate interview unfortunately on today's show uh, one of those which, days man. yeah one of those days uh we're gonna have feels like we have too many of those days where things <laughs> aren't working but nonetheless uh kj adams and Dewan harris uh, we're going to have that audio for you coming up later in the hour. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to have some audio from Bill Self. So uh, we'll share that with you coming up then. We still got to do our KU Game Picks and Rock Chalk Pickahawk. And uh, maybe we'll do a little fun game now that we have a little extra time coming up later in the hour here. Uh, nice. Before we do that, let's let's talk a little KU football. Uh, KU heroes and villains segment, which we didn't get a chance to – or won't get a chance to do later in the 5 o'clock hour when we're talking Champions Classic and everything. But uh, if you're new to this segment, we, we give heroes for the offensive, defensive, special teams out of the ball. We give some villains from the KU football game, and this will be for the uh, Texas Tech game. Let's start with the offense. Who is the hero for the KU football offense?
1: Man, I, I, I mean – I'm hard-pressed to go with anybody besides Devin Neal, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. But could you could you make a case for Cole Ballard? Ooh. Could you make a case for Cole Ballard being the hero? He comes in, plays well, led the team to, on a comeback, probably arguably could have won the game if they scored on that 98 air touchdown drive. Could you make a case for Cole Ballard? Now, I think Devin Neal is probably the, the, the pick here, but is, is the discussion for Cole Ballard there?
0: I think the discussion for Cole Ballard is there, because when you talk about being a hero, a lot of times you get put in unfortunate, uncomfortable situations. Yes. And you have to respond. And things don't always go well when you're the hero at first. But at yeah. the end of the movie, you win. <laughs> Which, Which they obviously didn't, win, that didn't happen. But, but the last time he was on the field, <laughs> they won. They right? tied the game. Tied well, up, yes. I guess technically he had the one play with three seconds left or whatever. But yeah, I mean... So, I don't know. He he actually had a better QBR than Barron Morton. Like, think about that. He played well. You, you had a third-string quarterback who's a true freshman walk-on, and your quarterback actually had a better QBR than the other quarterback. So, it's not like you lost this game just because of the quarterback. Now, Correct. you would have had Jason Bean... Maybe the advantage of quarterback would have been enough to overcome it, but you lost this game because you started in a hole and you had some drops and you had some turnover issues, is and, game mismanagement. Uh, yeah, game mismanagement, and red zone offensive struggle. Like that's the reason you lost this game, not not because of Cole Ballard. So I can see the case for him being a hero, but typically when I think of hero, it's not just that. Like it's like that you went above and beyond too. I yeah. think Cole Ballard was fine, especially given the role that he had to play.
1: I don't know, man. He had a, he had a couple really tough, hard nosed runs. Really yeah. left it all on the line there. I think the answer is still Devin Neal because he's the hometown guy. Long touchdown run. Got the game going. Was great throughout the whole game. I think it's still got to be Devin Neal. But I'm yeah. just saying, you could make the case.
0: No, Devin. I think Devin Neal is the right answer here. 19 carries, 137 yards, 7.2 yards per carry. He had a touchdown. The 60-yarder that, that he scored got the momentum going. It yes. got the crowd back into the game because it yeah. felt like the crowd
1: was, was kind of waning at yeah. that point. I, mean, I mentioned yesterday. It was like the game started at that moment. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is the start of the game.
0: And even outside of the 60-yard run, he still averaged 4.3 yards per carry. So it's not as if it was necessarily something where, I don't know, he he was just, oh, it was one big play and, and he wasn't really able to do anything besides that. Like, it was for the entirety of the game. And and honestly, like, you look at some of the, the plays that they were doing Wildcat, too, where he was, um, he was not you know always the wildcat there were some plays where they had daniel highshaw in it at the wildcat spot but they were effective in a lot of the wildcat plays maybe not every one but i thought for the most part it was like a good formation for ku and he was one of the reasons why and then you you add to that even more like you look across the board and you see The rest of the running numbers for KU, High had 13 carries for 35 yards, so 2.7 yards per carry. Ballard had 10 for twenty, two yards per carry. Jason Bean had 3 for 15. Neal was really the only guy who was able to kind of get it going on on the ground. So, yeah, Devin Neal for uh, offensive hero here. Yeah, I'm Uh, fine
1: with that. I mean, I like I said, the Cole Ballard case is there, but Devin Neal. Yeah. Okay, what about uh, defensive hero? Uh, I think the defensive hero might be Brian Borland. I mean, this is now another game where to start the game. Now I don't know; it's kind of hard to say because it's another game where to start off things were not really going your way defensively, but you made adjustments and ended up stopping the other team and or being much more successful, right? So I want to give I want to give credit to Brian Borland here, but I mean, also at the same time, Brian Borland maybe is the reason why they were in the hole in the first place, with you know, <laughs> you know, so. I'm, I'm going to go with Brian Borland, though. The adjustments that he made, I think a, a lot of KU fans are a bit uh, flustered with Borland at times and don't really uh, maybe like him as much because he's not as flashy as Andy Kolnicki. But I think this is a game where Brian Borland was much better at his job than Andy Kolnicki was. And he made adjustments, and the defense kept Kansas in the game because of it. I'm going to go with Brian Borland. Hmm. The, the reason That's so that, boring now is he. <laughs> no,
0: I I thought overall good stuff from Brian Borland, but like I didn't love how they switched to playing. Just like, hey, we're gonna play off, and we're gonna.
1: Yeah. You know, we're. It was was the game. It was a, it was a bad, good, bad sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a little bit of bad, or a, a little bit of bad early, and then a lot of good, all the good stuff, and then slap a little bit of bad on the end, which ultimately cost the
0: game. right
1: so i don't know that i
0: would go with that i hmm oj burrows was awesome he had three tackles two pass deflections and an interception he almost had another interception among one of those pass deflections he would certainly go up there Melo dotson at eight tackles a sack a nice hit on a playing
1: through presumably
0: an injury yeah playing through an injury that's so something you gotta do a as good a hero option. that's gonna be pick. tough yeah Um, Rich Miller had eight tackles and a sack. Marvin
1: Grant had six tackles. I know he had a good PFF grade on on coverage. Yeah, and that's an interesting one because Marvin Grant's a guy that had kind of, that had kind of, I don't know that faded is the right term, but he had had been not at the forefront of the defense. And so for him to step up and have a a nice game like that is nice to see uh, because I think he's a guy that, we have high expectations for as a player and he's definitely a quality player, but he maybe hadn't always been at the forefront of the spear of the attack for the KU defense. And so nice to see him have a good game.
0: Yeah, it was, um, I'm going to go with OJ Burrows, though. Yeah. I mean, the the interception he had kind of stopped the bleeding. It was 10, nothing tech could have easily got a score there.
1: Yeah. The game probably is over at that point.
0: Yes. And you're able to get the interception. Also two other pass deflections, three tackles for the game. OJ Burrows had himself a real nice game. Yeah. Special teams hero. <laughs> None I, of the above. <laughs> KU had zero kick or punt returns; they were all touchbacks or, like, I guess fair caught. Texas Tech kicker was was nuking them out of the back of the end zone. I mean, they so was, was their punter. Off. Their punter averaged forty six and a half yards per punt. And he had a long of fifty six. Meanwhile, KU averaged thirty three yards per punt. Yeah, a not a 40. not
1: a great game for uh, Thunder Down Under. No, Damon Greaves. I guess you have to go, Seth Keller. For two for two on two field, field goals. goals,
0: one for one on PATs. None of the he had a long of twenty four, so it's like yeah, as say. None of them were hard. So we're getting a trophy to a to guy who
1: made a twenty yard field goal. It's a bit by default. I mean, I could make a twenty yard field goal, but maybe. it is a bit by default. I probably shouldn't say that because I don't know that I could, but I think I maybe could. <laughs> I don't know. Could you make a twenty yard field goal? Uh, I don't think I could, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I feel like my biggest issue would be getting enough height to push it through. Like I feel like I could get some decent power, but I don't know that I'd be able to get it over like a line. You know what okay. I mean? Of people trying to block it. I feel like my I feel like my attempt to get blocked. That's what I think. <laughs> well, he, he made them all,
0: and you had to make them all to to give yourself a chance there. Who are the villains of this game?
1: Hmm. There's a lot of good options here.
0: Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks would be up there. Taj Brooks is a good villain. Think about this, So
1: Taj Brooks had
0: 133 rushing yards. I mean. The rest of the team had three on ten carries, <laughs> and it's not like they were throwing the ball all over the yard. They had 176 rushing yards.
1: Yeah, I think Taj Brooks injuries catching the ball for receivers. Is that could you classify that as a villain catching the ball? Just for Ku, you yeah, mean catching the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. You, you see, could. I'm going with that. Yeah, I think that's up there. Uh, let's see. Red zone offense. Red zone offense is the villain. Certainly. Or I guess the Texas Tech red zone defense. Would that be the real villain? Or I don't know, because it really was more your offense shooting yourselves sure. in the foot.
0: Yeah, I think it was more of KU. I mean, they they did a good job like stopping the run in the red zone, so it is credit to them in that way. Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas yeah. Tech did.
1: Yeah. I mean, I CJ Baskerville I continue, had 11 tackles. I continue to think that injuries is the biggest villain of this game.
0: But uh, what in about this game was, was it, and going forward? Duran Bradley was the one who caught the big pass at the end, right? I believe so. Yeah. He had a, four catches, which, which uh, was second on the team, 91 yards, which led the team. Yeah. So he would go up there.
1: Yeah, injury. I think I'm either going with injuries or Tosh Brooks or red zone offense. Those are my top three uh, villains of the game. Mm hmm. I officially
0: would like to settle. I mean, man, the injuries are brutal.
1: I know. Well, and again, I think the reason I'm picking injuries is because it's not even just the injuries in the game. It's the implications going forward with the fact that you're playing K-State now. So it's like a double whammy of injuries. Like, your injuries hurt you in the Texas Tech game, oh, now Luke Grimm's questionable, and now guys are going to be playing banged up. And it might cause
0: guys to miss games. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it is the injuries. Just to pick something else, I will take the uh, KU's red zone offense (laughs) or the Tech red zone defense. Whichever yeah. one. Would combo. you like would you Lombo like to combo. take a guess? Would you like to take a guess at what the villains will be for K State? K State fans. This Saturday. You think you just think K State fans will
1: be the villain, <laughs> the ultimate villain here? K State fans. What about Derek Young? Um <laughs> uh, yeah, K State fans. Um Will Howard. Uh DJ Giddens If KU
0: is struggling to stop the run. Yeah.
1: No, I think to me without a doubt it's gotta be K State fans. That's the biggest villains. It's gotta be. I mean, they're annoying, they're irritable, they're irrational, they're I don't know. I could go on, but I don't really want to. Okay. Uh but yeah, I think that's that's probably the the top the top villain I would say for uh for the K State game. All right.
0: He's next Or just the color purple in general. Color purple in general. Uh well He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We are going to take a timeout here. We've got some uh, audio from KJ Adams and Dewan Harris coming at you on the other side. We've got KU Kentucky coming tonight at 7 o'clock for pregame on KLWN and our sister station 105.9 KISS. Tip-off is scheduled for 8.30 between the Jayhawks and the Wildcats. And obviously 8.55. Yeah, it could be a game that starts a little bit later. But pregame coverage either way will start at 7 o'clock. That doesn't change no matter what to uh, kind of be after that one we do have Hawk Talks uh later this week Lance Leipold on Wednesday Brandon Schneider Thursday High School Sports Weekly out of Mama's Tamale Shop on Thursday as well and then Saturday we got your KU football coverage uh we're gonna be airing KU women's basketball on Saturday and then once that ends we'll get into the rest of pregame coverage for K State our uh show at Big Mill on Saturday will still be happening with 105.9 Kiss. Just won't have a uh, live show here on KLWN. So going out Big Mill on Saturday between, what would that be? 3.30 and 5.30. 3.30, 5.30? Yep. Or is it 4.30,
1: 6.30? The game's at 6.
0: I thought, oh, I thought the game was, yeah, 3.30, 5.30. Right. <laughs> Look at me. I thought the game was at 7. I was confusing no, it with game tonight. At six. All right, there game you go. Six. There's your uh, action for this week. Alright, uh, more show after this time out. This is Rock Chalk Sports Talk. You're listening on KLWN, KLWN.com the KLWN app. Depend on it. About a quarter till five on Rock Chalk Sports Talk on KLWN. More KU basketball talk, game picks, pick a hawk coming up at the five o'clock hour. Some Bill Self audio and also get some uh, KU football audio coming in the five o'clock hour too. Uh, we have a fun game we're going to play.
1: Ooh game fun although listen i gotta be honest sometimes the games are not fun for me because i lose <laughs> okay so i'm i'm skeptical but i'm intrigued also unless okay. it's not fun if it's not fun then i'm gonna be upset for me
0: well you have gone but i guess if
1: it's at the expense of if it, if my pain is is what brings the listeners joy <laughs> isn't then, that what matters most i guess i guess i'll just have to suck it up yeah uh, your overall record is one hundred fifteen
0: and sixty through thirteen seasons. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're you're getting up there in age though. Thirteen you're seasons. Fourteen. No, I started young. Okay, I started young. Uh, you've gone eight and five in bowls. So you've made a bowl every year. I
1: thought there was one year I did make a bowl.
0: Um, I guess there wasn't. I guess there was the year. Well. Because it wasn't there. I made the playoff, and then I played the national title game. Yeah, and you lost in the national. No, you won the national. So that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you won two bowl games that year. Yeah. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You missed bowl Because I missed goal. the bowl game one year. Uh, five conference titles, one CFP title. Last year, you were eight and five.
1: Well, thank you for not saying that my CFP title was fake because it was not fake. It was I mean, it was, real.
0: but the people know by now. So no, it's real. I didn't need to re-go over. No, it it's again. real. Very uh, real. But
1: you're you're stuck Listen, in a- the trophy in my trophy cabinet is very real. Okay, I okay. wake up, I look at it every day. Think about it every day.
0: Well, you are stuck in an eight and five cycle here, my. I friend. really
1: am. I've been eight and five like the past like what? I think like <laughs> five or six seasons. Yeah, billion years. So the
0: game we're gonna play today is Champions Classic Player. Could be someone on Kansas, okay. Kentucky, Michigan yep. State, or Duke. Okay. 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 Or what's one of the popular movies out right now? Mm. Five Nights at Freddy's. What? <laughs> I picked that one because I know you don't like scary movies. Yep. So there's, I know you haven't seen it. There's no tape Yeah, I haven't seen it. And I also haven't played the game because it's based on a video game. Oh, it is. I never played the game. Okay, yeah, you I didn't even know, know that. Either. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. So Five Nights at Freddy's—it's based on video game. Well, it's the—it's the, it's actor. It's not character name. Okay, no, it's okay. Not ac- actor, Five Nights at so. Freddy's actor. The gotcha. video game wouldn't have actually helped you anyway. Okay. All right, Week One, Josh Hutcherson.
1: Oh, that's an actor. Because he was in—he was in. Oh, he was in *Hunger Games*. He was in *Hunger*. Games. He was in *Hunger Games*. Yeah, like Peter. yeah, Peter
0: Peter like Peter Pita. Yeah. bread.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: You want to know. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, it was. And that was uh, supposed to be your easy game, so (laughs) I see you hit it well. Okay. Week two, Nick Sanders.
1: Mm, That's a basketball player, I think. Or, can I I guess the team? You can guess the team. Michigan State.
0: Nick Sanders is a basketball player from Michigan State. (sighs) That is a blowout win (laughs) over a Power (laughs) 5 team. Played like a kind of crummy, okay power five team, but you blew them out. Let's go. Now people are like, oh, could this be the New Year's 16 this year? Yes. You're 2-0 to start. Our last non-con game, chance to uh, make a statement here. Jared McCain.
1: I gotta be honest with you. Can you name Can you name <laughs> three basketball players named Jared? Oh gosh. Jared Solinger.
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's one. Which by the way, did you see Jared Solinger's like nephew is killing it on James Madison, who's right really? now in basketball. They're wow. the team who upset Michigan State. So I, I do. Anyway, yeah. Wow. We'll circle okay, cool. Uh, nonetheless, uh, Jared's in basketball. Yeah, Jared Solinger. That's one. Can I count Jared Casey because he played basketball in high school? No. So Jared Butler. Jared Butler for Baylor, right? Jared Jeffries <laughs> from, uh oh, was the one guy from Boston College? Is that
1: Jared... Anyways, anyway, the whatever. point being here, you're Dudley, that Jared no, is not yeah. a basketball bunch right there. name. Okay, so Jared McCain is an actor.
0: Jared McCain is a basketball player. There's no chance. He's a five-star recruit for Duke. He's a starting <laughs> shooting guard. You're two and one. I
1: didn't watch any of the Duke Arizona game. I'm sorry. I should have. I banked on that.
0: All right, uh, week four. You're into conference play. Two and one though, with a a power five win. You know, if you if you win out, you could still make a New Year's Six bowl. Okay, Uh, Matthew Lillard,
1: dude. I I don't know (laughs) this one. I don't know. Oh, I, I have There's no not idea. an answer. This is—I mean, this is going to be. Your players horrible. are like, Coach, what's the call? And you're like, I don't. know I'm like Chris Beard in the, <laughs> in the when he was the Texas Tech in the final. Coach, draw something up. <laughs> Coach, please. Ah, oh, crap, man, dude. I, I, I'll go basketball
0: player. I don't know though. Matthew Lillard is an actor in <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Dang it. And you are two and two, my friend. <laughs> Everybody was getting their ho- hope. Wow. Receiving votes in the poll, yeah. And then just dropped How up.
1: quickly things have turned. Week
0: five, Grant Feely. Can I get a spelling? G R A N T. <laughs> a Feely, you idiot. F-E-E-L-E or I'm sorry, F E E L Y. See, that's why it matters. Okay. Because if F-E-E-L-Y. it's L E Y,
1: that changes everything. F E E L Y that changes everything. One,
0: no, no e in there. Well, there, there's the two e's and then the l and then the, the y. But yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm going actor here Grant is an actor okay. in Five Nights okay. at Freddy's
1: Oh, I needed that one bad you did
0: three and two I needed that one definitely end of two game losing streak week oh. six
1: TJ Power TJ Power mm. I feel like if this was a basketball player I would know it but now I'm starting to second guess myself I mean it's not
0: like these are teams that you don't know I know like or, or teams that like I don't know
1: no, I know. That's the thing. It's like I think I should know it if it is, mm-hmm. but I don't. You also didn't know Jared McCain though. I know. Mm. I didn't know Jared McCain.
0: Well, dude, listen. Duke has five billion five stars. Yeah. Okay, well, how am I supposed Kentucky. to know every single one? Michigan State has like one of the best recruiting classes in a little bit too. Well, Tom Izzo sucks. So. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I said champions class. There's no Kansas players in here because you. No, I know, know them, because I would yeah. know the Kansas players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you said Kansas, I was like. Is he going to give me a freebie? No. But no. No. Yeah. Never. I should have known. I should have known that the schedule makers would schedule. It's like, yeah, it's, like it it's like scheduling yeah. Coastal Carolina for 10 years in the future when you think they're going to be bad. I mean, and then they're, they're good. the top 20 team. Yeah. <laughs> TJ Powers. Is it Power or Power? Power. I'll say no, that. Austin I'll say basketball player.
0: TJ Power is a basketball player okay. for Duke. Another like five-star recruit. Really? Yep. Week seven, Spencer Hubbard. That's a basketball player too, I think. Spencer Hubbard is a basketball player. Yeah, okay. Also for Duke. Yeah. All right, that's a good...
1: You've won three See, You straight. know that I don't like Duke, so I don't watch Duke.
0: Because I don't like them. I don't yeah. want to watch them. You're now 5-2 and two on the season. You've bounced back. You can still win your conference. Maybe you could play in a New Year's Six. I don't no, know. For Depends sure. What's going yeah. on I'm
1: undefeated in conference play. Am I not? Uh, you're 3-1. One? One.
0: You're 3-1. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Week
0: 8. Theotis Crane.
1: <laughs> can I eat a spelling? T-H-E-O-D-U-S T-H-E-O-D Can I get a spelling of crane? C-R-A-N-E So like the crane crane <laughs> like, cranes. like the things that build buildings <laughs> I suppose Cranes So you've given me Three basketball players in a row If I'm not mistaken I'm going Actor Theodis Crane is an actor Okay, there we go
0: See, we're cooking, we're cooking, we're cooking. All right, you are uh, four in a row that you have hit correctly. You are now six and two. Yep, we're back. It we got hot in October. You have. In November. Week
1: nine, Wyatt Parker. Oh, that's an actor, too. I think. Well, hang on. No, 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 I, I got to lock it in. Actor. Uh, actor? Yeah. Wyatt Parker is an actor. Okay, there we go. I thought I was going to second guess myself, but I in stayed true to my gut. Finish. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're seven
0: and two, five in a row. Okay, you're uh, you're receiving the votes good. again. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah, feeling good. You're being watched. Feeling good. Week ten. Grant Derbyshire. This is not real, <laughs> <laughs> is it? I mean, it could be Derbyshire. I don't know. Can I get a spelling? D a r b y s h i r e.
1: Sounds like Derbyshire to me.
0: That's what I think. I don't know if it's British.
1: Is it Derbyshire? Okay Derbyshire Because you're saying that It's making me think it's an actor Okay So give me actor Grant
0: Derbyshire Sure whatever Is a basketball player On Kentucky Bro, what? Dude I was looking at them on th- That's not
1: true I was looking at their Ken Palm He's not on there
0: I think he's a walk on
1: <laughs> Dude I mean I'm breaking down Every possible starting lineup They can have And I'm not seeing No damn Grant Derbyshire He's a sophomore He's one of their
0: returning players yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's a walk on. Okay. First year SEC honor roll. How do, you, how do you not know all the honor roll players on Kentucky?
1: Yeah, that's embarrassing because I know North Carolina Central and I don't know Darby Shire.
0: <laughs> uh, you're uh, 7 and 3. That eliminates you from any chance at a New Year's Six Bowl.
1: That's not true. I, think I won my conference tournament and, or New won New my conference. Si- you're in a group game. of five school. I, think I won my conference championship game and be the highest ranked group of five. Not a ten and three. If I win my conference championship
0: game, not a ten and three. What do you mean? The group of five teams always 10, 11 or like eleven or twelve wins. Look at the group of five teams this year. It's gonna be somebody who doesn't have their win. undefeated. James Madison undefeated. James Madison doesn't count. They're not. They're they banned. Might, they're appealing. They're banned. Okay, well, will. Liberty's undefeated. <laughs> um. Then you had uh. Oh, Dude, that, State has one loss. Did you see that Jamie Chadwell thing
1: where? Yeah. He tweeted that he was excited for Liberty and it said uh-huh. from Starkville. Yeah. He's
0: clearly <laughs> interviewing for the Mississippi State job. That was awesome That's funny Okay Okay. so I'm seven and Seven
1: and three Three okay Week 11 Brennan Canada Okay again How many basketball players Do you know named Brennan? Brennan Green Or was it it Brandon Green Brandon Green So that doesn't even count Uh, Are there any basketball players? Brennan
0: Armstrong's a football player I mean I think this is a no brainer Okay Actor Uh, Brennan Canada is a basketball player also on Dude. Kentucky. I believe another walk up.
1: These stupid guy Cal Perry spikes
0: spice me even when I'm not even ah. and just like that you have fallen to seven and four and you are in gonna, serious danger of going eight go and, five go and five once again. I was always gonna go eight and five. <laughs> I mean I was always gonna go eight and five. <laughs> it's getting to a point this is like Jeff Fisher. It's like every year they're gonna go eight and eight.
1: Oh my gosh. It was always gonna be eight and five. Okay. All right. So this is is basically for my bowl game. Because if I lose, then I'm going to, and I win in my bowl game. If I win, I'm losing (laughs) my bowl game. Probably. Yeah,
0: probably. Seven and four. Yeah, probably. Uh, Seven and four, regular season finale. Walker Horn.
1: Oh, that's a basketball player. Walker Horn is a basketball player. Would you like to guess for who? Okay, I'm guessing not Kentucky. Okay. So he's a walk-on for either Duke or Michigan State. Uh, Walker Horn is a white name. It sounds like to me. I'm gonna go with Duke. He is on Kentucky. Oh my, he's on Kentucky. If you would have gotten the
0: the school right, I would have given you a shot at the conference championship that you wanted. That you got in on some weird tiebreaker, but it didn't happen. Either way, you're eight and four. You're going to a bowl game again. Okay. Looking so good. gonna that. lose probably. Stanley Borden. This is like the. Cosmo I mean, this Brownie is my bowl. This
1: is my legacy game.
0: This to is my, to my to legacy. Trying
1: <laughs> to avoid eight and five. What is it? What's his name? Stanley Borden. See, on its face, that's just a slam dunk actor name, I think. <laughs> Why? Stanley I mean, seriously, Stanley Borden? Dude, there's, there's a hundred thousand Stanley Bordens in Britain that are all actors. <laughs> I'm sure. There's Stanley Johnson,
0: former Arizona Wildcat. Um Carter Stanley? <laughs> Give me actor.
1: It's probably wrong, but give me actor.
0: Stanley Borden is a basketball player <laughs> for Duke, and you have done it again, my friend. You have gone eight and five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, man. How's that possible?
0: I don't know. It's actually getting very wow. funny at this
1: point. I mean, and I'm not trying to go eight and five. I mean, I'm trying to win every game. This is absurd.
0: It is absurd. I love it.
1: Uh, All right. that's our game. That's Let's sick. get some I'm more sick. KU
0: basketball talk. Rock, I- rock, pick hawk. I'm sick. KU basketball game picks coming up next. We'll also get some KU football audio, KU basketball audio with uh, Bill Self. This is RCST on KLWN. Depend on it. Welcome back to Rock Chalk Sports Talk, five o'clock hour here on the show with Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. We are going to get you some KU football player post game audio coming up in our next segment. After that, We've got some Bill Self audio ahead of the game tonight against Kentucky. The pregame coverage will start at 7 o'clock. If tip off around 830, it's the late game after the Duke-Michigan State game. So it could start a little bit later. could start um, right on time at 830. At least that's the hope. So we'll see. Either hey, way. Be
1: on the lookout for Stanley Borden, man. That dude's a real <laughs> yeah, threat. He's a problem. Uh, he's he's going to be somebody you got to keep an He's a problem. Eye Taking the all the
0: overs on the player props yep. for, for Stanley Borden. yeah um, So that one, uh, again, can be heard here on KLWN as well as our sister station with 105.9kiss and on our streams, klwn.com and 105.9kiss.com if uh, you're going to be away from the TV or if you want to sync up the uh, radio broadcast with your video feed. There you go. All right, so uh, we got to do our Rock Chalk Pickahawk and our KU Basketball picks. Now, uh, so far I am off to a 3-1 start in Rock Chalk Pickahawk. First
1: of all, that is just wrong. How is that wrong? 1-1. the record's one of them. Did one. we or
0: did we not pick the exhibition games?
1: Yeah, they're exhibition games. You said it yourself. They're exhibition games for them. And for Rick Pickahawk. No. Dude, we gotta the get warmed for up us. for the whole for the season. You know, we've had a lot of do We season. have to get warmed up for. For
0: making the picks,
1: man. No, Come not on. Not There's, at all. Yes. There's no warm up. Yes, for there picking. is.
0: You gotta get warmed up to make no. sure you know what you're doing. No. Have the right coaching strategies. No. It's
1: exhibition games. It's in the name exhibition.
0: For them. For them for to get to know how to <laughs> play with each other.
1: We got to learn how to figure out how to make our guys no, play with you each other, don't. Too.
0: It's, No, it's the yes, same process. There's coaching involved. Matter. I am three and one. The picks are uh, you get one point for every point scored. You get two points for every rebound and assist. You get three points for every block and steal. And you lose one for every minute play. Oh, so you can get their, a game uh, up
1: on their opponent here.
0: No, I'm already two up. <laughs> Now, okay, let, let me ask you this. So we, we did last year, as part of pick a hawk, we did you could take a max of one player from the other team.
1: Yeah, I I don't like that rule. You don't? It's not OG. If we're going back, OG, OG. I agree. No. I just wanted to bring it up. I, I understand. I also think it's called rock, chalk, pick a hawk. Correct. Yes. But you were also the one that wanted to pick another player on the other team last year. Yeah, that's because with last year's rules, I think it made
0: more sense. With these okay. rules, I think it's fine. Because with these rules, with, with last year's rules, it, it maybe got a little stale with knowing who the best picks were going to be every time. This time, it's a little like, sometimes Parker tough. Brown I mean, is like the third highest know, score. you know? You
1: generally know who the best pick is yes. this time around, but you're right. There's a lot more strategy involved in than the rest of the picks. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, if we
0: really wanted, we if we wanted to add more strategy to it, we could be like, you only are allowed to pick, you know, one center.
1: No, 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 no. Two guards. Although, well, no. Two no, forwards or no, something. No, 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 no. I like the way it is. Okay. Well, Just, you have we're, we're, so how many? You want to pick five players each here? Four players each? Probably four. Okay. How
0: deep is the bench going
1: to really That's go what tonight? I'm saying. I don't know. I, I yeah.
0: Yeah. By the way, this this will be something Plus, fun tonight. If
1: we limit the number of players, there's actually more strategy because then you if you pick a guy who doesn't play. A guy who did or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. More strategy for less players.
0: Yeah, you can have that strategy. Uh, by the way, what is your estimation? How many guys does Bill Self play tonight?
1: as part of the rotation. Mm,
0: how, many play, like, how many play? How many play more like than five minutes?
1: I think he'll play nine. So you think all nine to be. Brown, play? Jamari McDowell, Furphy, Furphy, and then Timberlake, and off, and the Timberlake bench. off the bench. I think all four of those guys. You think play. all of them get more than five minutes? No. No. I think McDowell probably gets less than five minutes.
0: Probably in there for like three minutes.
1: Yeah, I think McDowell gets less than five minutes are three guys get more than five, though, I think.
0: I would agree with that. I think it's realistically an eight-man rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%.
1: And I would not be surprised
0: if it's a seven-man in terms of if you're viewing it as double-digit minutes. But who's the odd man left out in that scenario? What if Nick Timberlake plays like eight minutes, he goes 0 for 2 from 3, and he struggles defensively,
1: and Bill Self is like, nope, ain't having it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, if Furphy is going to play the way that he's been playing... Yeah. I, but also I that, that it scenario. is
0: interesting, Furphy. It's not like he was playing. I mean, he was he was playing against, I don't know, maybe lesser competition. You know who he was playing against? The North Carolina Central Eagles. Man, That's come what on! I'm saying, the first two games, after the high school level, maybe playing at lower competition. Right? It's not like he was on the the big AAU circuit necessarily, getting all the yeah. attention. I don't, don't know. Maybe a they have. Bloomer.
1: Did they have an Australian AAU? It's possible. Australian. The jump
0: up to this game basketball? might be harder for Johnny Furphy. Could be. Which goes two ways. One, if Johnny Furphy has a good game, then you know. I mean, obviously sold. Yeah, on I mean, Johnny Furphy, the intensity
1: right? of the game is going to be significantly higher, right, on the court. Yeah. But I think from a mental standpoint, he should be prepared. I mean, Allen Fieldhouse is as intense as it gets from a from a exterior, you know, standpoint from an environment standpoint. So he should be prepared in that from that area. But in terms of physicality on the court. It's going to be certainly higher. Okay. Well, you have the first pick? I do. I am going to go with... DeWan Harris. No, I'm just kidding. Hunter Dickinson.
0: I was actually about to be surprised there. I actually started writing on the, the Google Doc that we have because <laughs> I just knew who you were going to pick ahead of time. Hunter Dickinson. Yeah, Hunter Dickinson's the obvious answer. And I, I think that... Okay, already he was gonna be the number one pick. He just is. Like he he just puts up numbers and everything. So it, it makes sense he's the number one pick regardless. But in this matchup specifically, I do have questions about how he's gonna be able to defend Trey Mitchell spacing the floor, but guess what? That doesn't matter in this. He should Agreed. be able to bury Trey Mitchell down low on offense. Yeah, I think so too. And KU is gonna go to him a lot. Yeah. This to me feels like a Hunter in twenty point game, twenty and ten game.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, if that's what if that's what he's gonna average, it would make sense. Twenty yeah, and ten. I wonder what odds you is can get. Is Hunter Dickinson going to shoot threes in this game, you think?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. I think yes. How many? That's a good question. You can get his over-under of threes at .5. The under is... or I think I saw the over-under of 1.5 at the under at minus 180. I'd probably be taking the under there. Oh.
1: Uh, I can see him going like 1 of 2 from 3. Right? Yeah, I'm just saying though. Like you've been taught we've been talking about it with Trey Mitchell. The obvious advantage there is is for Dickinson to be in the paint. So I'm just saying, like, will is are there going to be opportunities for him to, to? I mean, we've seen Ku play kind of this like situation where they put Dickinson and Dwan out and have KJ as like the guy low or cutting. That gives Dickinson opportunities, but in a game like this where you feels like you have the advantage, you know, yeah. down low, maybe you just tell him to. Stay down there. Stay low, maybe. By the way, so Dickinson so
0: far this year is averaging nineteen and a half and eight, and that is only in twenty-two minutes per game. as As far as as long as you avoid foul trouble tonight, he's playing thirty plus, right? You would think, yeah, maybe thirty-two even. Yeah. Um, you can get on DraftKings a parlay: hundred Dickinson twenty plus points, okay. Hundred Dickinson ten plus rebounds, Seems plus like three fifteen. Both pretty possible. Plus three fifteen. <laughs> Me likey. Okay, anyway, I I need to get my first pick. I'm going to go with Kevin McCuller. Ah, we've seen... That's a good pick. Yeah, the senior players for KU step up in these games. Whether it was Ochak Baji a couple years ago looking like the best player on the court. Frank Mason. Yeah, Frank Mason. Whether it was uh, Jalen Wilson put up, like, I know Grady Dick stole the show at the end, but Jalen had, like, 25 points against Duke last season. So, I think Kevin does that in this game. Um... I'll be interested to see how they deploy him defensively, but that's not a conversation for pickhawk. But yeah. uh do you put him on one of their guards? Do you put him on Justin Edwards, who's their stud, do it all? Do you put him on Antonio Reeves and basically in a I way like, waste him because he's being used as an off ball defender, but in a way use him in a good way? Because if you you know stop yeah, I, their one three I think, point shooter.
1: I think you do put him on Reeves, to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't know. I guess we'll see, but see, I kinda I wonder you if do.
0: you put like El Marco well, El Marco I wonder if you put Dewan Harris on Reeves and have somebody who's good at maneuvering ball screens because he's just gonna be ball screening his way into open shots, you know, mm-hmm. off the ball. Maybe mm-hmm. have somebody quick who can get around ball screens, maybe put on Marco on their point guard and maybe put Kevin on their two guard. I yeah, know. I
1: mean Bill Self had kind of called out on Marco specifically about how he was having trouble staying in front of guys sometimes. So that's yeah. I don't know. Maybe you don't want him on the primary ball handler if that's the case, if he can just if he's somebody who you feel like is just going to be able to drive by him all the time. Yeah. Okay, so Kevin
0: is my first pick. He gets points rebounds, a little bit of everything.
1: I don't know what to do here with
0: Dewan Harris because he is not really scoring right now. This would be the ultimate moment, though, that everybody's not expecting him to score. He's uh, put up a total of two points through two games, and then all of a sudden he drops 12 points against Kentucky. You know, what I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Dewan Harris. I think this will be his highest scoring output of the year. I know that's not saying much, <laughs> but I could see him scoring yeah. like eight, eight to 10 points. I could see him getting six, seven assists. Two or three rebounds, oh, a couple steals. Double-digit points from Dewan in the game, you think? I if I could see this being the one. I do think in the first two games he realizes that, you know what, it doesn't really matter if I score or not. We're going to crush these teams. <laughs> I'm going to get the other guys involved and make everybody happy. Yeah. In this game, you probably at a certain point are like, hey, maybe I need to score right here.
1: Yeah. So the tough thing about Pickahawk is that Hunter Dickinson is obviously the first pick, but if you were picking first and after Hunter Dickinson Hunter
0: first Pickinson,
1: and then... You and then you take, you know, Kevin and Dewan. Now it's a situation where I don't know what to do with my next picks because do I want to go with El Marco? Do
0: I want to go with. I know Marco's been putting up big assist totals, but I know part of that is him late in games when Dewan's out. I know handling the ball. I think I got to go
1: with KJ Adams with this first pick because it feels like he should be able to get 12 and six, I think. But the problem is. Twelve and six in Pickahawk is, what is 24. It, 24, and he's probably gonna, he's play probably going to play minutes. a lot more than twenty four minutes. But can he get one?
0: Can he but get can two he assists get, in there? Yeah, or, and or can, then can he one get a steal. a
1: steal or a block? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, and now this is the pick where it's brutal because it's El Marco, Timberlake, Timberlake, Furphy, oh, Parker is, Brown, yeah. Mm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Furphy here. Okay, give me Johnny Furphy. I think that's the right one. Fur from turf, Furphy's law, Vegemite, yeah. Dynamite. You're, I can tell you like Vegemite, Dynamite. That's a good one. It is a good one. It, the
0: thing is, is, is it doesn't have as broad too, of appeal though because I don't think enough people know about Vegemite. Yeah. Well, we need to educate them <laughs> on Australian culture. Educate. Um. Okay. I have two straight picks. I'm going to with Parker Brown. I just like having the back. I I think I think you've been sleeping on Parker Brown. For pick a hawk, and I've wound up with him. I'm pretty sure, like every time.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Well, th- again, the problem here is with the pick that I had. I think taking Parker Brown as my second, as my third pick there, it's like it's not great value. I think Furphy's I better. Think there is good value there. No, and I know there, there's there's definitely good Max, value, but that early, I don't know. He's not going
0: to play more than 15 minutes tonight. He's just not. And like, it's hard for like it, that that. I guess, makes it so that your floor on this isn't going to be as low. And centers just inherently grab rebounds. And like, yes, Kentucky is going to be way more athletic and, and bigger than some of the teams KU's been playing, but they're not that much bigger right now because some of their centers are injured. They're playing a 6'9 Trey Mitchell and then a 6'8 kind of forward at the 5 position right now. I think Parker Brown can can put up some stats. I'll take yeah. him. All right. And then I'm going to go on Marco Jackson. You know, okay. we, we heard from Bill Self that and this was after the the first game. I, I think he did better in the second game. We heard from Bill Self that he was thinking too much, kind of paralysis yeah. by analysis. And, you know, he, he wasn't just getting out there and playing. Yeah, just play. And in the second game, he had, you know, eight points, nine points, ten assists. And uh, I thought did a little bit more of that. In a game where you're playing in the bright lights, you're playing against a Kentucky team that maybe you've played against some of these guys in AAU ball. And maybe it gets back to more for you just being able to be like, hey, I've played against this guy before. I just, just play, you know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is the opportunity that Omarco steps up. We saw that with Grady Dick last year in the Champions Classic. Maybe he can do the same. I'll take Marco Jackson.
1: Now comes the decision here for me. Nick Timberlake. Jamari McDowell. Or... Michael Jankovic? Or...
0: Wilder e- No, he's in
1: Somebody like no. Michael Jankovic who... We'll play zero minutes and score zero points. But in this case, zero points is not a bad thing. So I just tank my final pick, basically, to guarantee zero points. Because, I, you know, I've been going high risk mm-hmm. early on, and it's not been working out for me. Yeah, you're 1-3. No, I'm 1-1. One one. Well, wait, if you're 1-1, one one, then I shouldn't you go with out. your high risk? Yeah, I probably should. But see, you're then we're just going to come back tomorrow and you're going to say, oh, no, you're one and four.
0: Well, you are one and four. But three. I'm not. I'm just saying in your mind, no. you can do it as
1: one and one. Uh, I'll take Timberlake. Why not? Why not? Have some fun. Right, Live a little. Timberlake. Have a good Live time. A little.
0: Live a little. All right. That is uh, Rock Chuck, Big Hawk. We'll tally that up and let you know who won on tomorrow's show. We also have to do our KU Game Picks, which... Football, neither one of us have been great on the KU game picks this year. Yeah. Off to a good start. Knock on wood for basketball. Both of us are 4-1. and There we go. KU basketball game picks. Yeah. That's good. So the spread right now. Yeah, so draft if game. we're going right now, it's like, what, 7? Pulling it up right now. Yeah, it is 7 points. So it was like 5.5 last night. It was like 5.5, I think. I think it was 4.5 when it opened. 5.5 yesterday. 6.5 at one point today. Now it's 7. Yeah. So that means people are betting on Kansas.
1: Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel like KU's going to, I mean... It just doesn't feel like Ku is going to blow out Kentucky, and if you win by, I mean, in the Champions Classic, if you win by eight points or more, that's borderline blowout. I mean, these games are normally pretty close. I think Kansas wins, but by seven or more. This is—I'm—I'm I'm disgusted that I'm saying this, but give me the fraud, mm-hmm. John Vincent Calipari, Wildcats.
0: For what it's worth, I—if this makes you feel better—I agree. It's—it's it's not that. Kansas it's is going to win the seven game. Seven is a lot of points, man, and a Kansas, game that I expect to be close. Kansas is going to win the game. I have no doubt. Well, about and that. think about this too. Like when when you're looking at Kansas's past like games, how many games of the Champions Classic have they just won ugly? So many, dude. Yes. Like no, last I'm year against saying. Duke, they beat all, them by five. Almost all of the Champions Classic games are normally pretty close. Yeah. So last year against Duke, they beat them by five. Uh, year before against Michigan State, they did blow them out. But okay, if if I'm just narrowing this down to when they're playing like the other blue blood. So I'm not Michigan Duke or State. Kentucky, yeah. <laughs> okay, against against Duke, win by five last year. They lost to Duke by two the year before. Uh, in twenty twenty against Kentucky, win by three, close game. Yeah. So that would have covered. Um then we go back to Duke in twenty nineteen, they lose by two. Um then we go back to let's see, twenty seventeen, they only beat Kentucky by four. Then the year uh, before that was twenty sixteen Duke by last two. Second shot. Yeah. yeah. And then uh let's see, twenty fourteen you go back and they lost by a billion to Kentucky. So I mean <laughs> I, I think sevens is too much. Too I, I would much. agree. I think Kentucky's better than where they're ranking. I think Kentucky's a top-ten team. Uh, so if it's a top-ten game, two top-ten teams, I, I don't think seven is is uh, the right line. Okay. Uh, the over-under in the game is 147.5.
1: That is way too high. Mm. Under, under-town population, me. Under, all day. So literally
0: everything I just said about the games being... Kind of sloppy and
1: Ku winning ugly would lead to this being an under. It really That's would. why I'm going under because 140. I mean 147. Yeah, you need the game to be like what 76 to 69. 76. 72 is
0: what Ken Palm has. That would be over. Um, which by the way, yeah, Ken Palm has it as four point line instead of seven. Anyway, uh, let's see. Also, what like 77, 71 77 gets 71. you there. I'm going to take the over. Here's why. As much as this could be a clunky gross game because we've seen that before. Sometimes these two teams are fighting hard, but it's early in the season and you haven't figured each other out. You haven't gone through all your, you know, playbook yet. Like, you know, sometimes that just happens. But Kansas is 34th in the country in average possession length offensively. So they're playing fast. Kentucky is 35th in the country in average possession length offensively. They're playing fast. Okay, two teams who
1: play fast. Give me the over. Would you say that a track meet favors Kansas? Because I think it does. Mm, that's a good question. I don't know that it does because Kansas probably. Well, I guess I guess the track meet probably mitigate Hunter Dickinson, right? Yeah, I guess the track meet would mitigate would mitigate uh, Hunter and Kentucky efficiency. Theoretically, I mean, so maybe if you not. think of Having a bunch know. of five stars.
0: I'm, I don't know. I'm just. Envisioning... I don't think it disfavors them. I think it's just. I I think I don't. I don't think the tempo matters that much to who wins. To okay. be honest, I yeah. think it's just there. Yeah. I think either team can win on either tempo. But I am
1: going to take the over. Uh, do you have a favorite prop bet for the game? Uh, so you were upset about DeJuan Harris's assist numbers, right? Well, okay, from so he ended up with five last, last game. game. And I
0: actually, th- there's assist gate going on. Because Shane Jackson uh, actually posted on this. Did you see any of this? I did, yeah. On the KU box score, the KU play-by-play, they listed DeJuan seven? with seven assists. Oh, on the play-by-play. He was only registered for five on the betting sites. See, how is that even possible? Because it's a home
1: game. It should be I
0: don't KU know. stats. I don't know. So if you had the over on DeWan five and a half assists last Friday night, you got jibbed, and I am with you. Because we got screwed. But how does that happen? I don't it's, know it's, how that it happens. It's a KU home game.
1: That means they should be taking KU stats.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's wrong. <laughs> you take it to the top. I don't know who we talked to.
1: Travis Goff. Travis, or you know what? Brett Yormark. I just like to get Brett right on the phone. Brett. Okay. Get on the phone. What do I got? What do I got to do here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like one's assists again. So, uh, once again, five and a half. I like that. Okay, I think he's going to be pretty controlling. Uh, I also like KJ Adams points in this one. His over unders ten and a half.
0: I like that as well. Do you want to register both on your official game picks here? Yes. Okay, if you're going to take two, then I'll take two. So my oh, was, two- I, was I only supposed to take one? No, it's I mean there's no oh, okay. rules here. So okay. 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 Two, it's not a big okay. deal. I'll right. I'll take right. two. I have yeah. multiple okay. that I like. Yeah. So not a big deal. I'm gonna go to the rebounding category. Um Hunter Dickinson's averaging eight rebounds per game in two games, but I mentioned that was with twenty two minutes a game. Yeah. He's playing way more tonight. I think he's gonna have to have a bunch of rebounds. Give me Hunter Dickinson over eight and a half rebounds. Okay. And that's also going off at plus one hundred, which is the same for uh KJ Adams over 10 and a half points. Mm. And then yeah. Kevin McCuller, his over under rebounds is five and a half. See, I like Kevin McCuller's points more though. Yeah, I like his points too. Um, but I think there's a world where it's an ugly game and he ends up with like 12 points. Yeah. His points 13 and a half. Yeah. I'm gonna take five and a half rebounds. I, I think in games like this, it feels like every time Kevin has seven or eight rebounds. So I'll take the over five and a half on uh, Kevin Rebounds too. All right, that is our KU basketball game picks and Rock Chalk hockey. He's Nick Springer. I'm Derek Johnson. Let's get to uh, some KU football audio and Bill Self Audio coming up in our next two segments on RCST with KLWN, depending on it. Well, that's it. If you're listening on our podcast side, thanks for tuning in. Please give us a positive review if your platform allows you to do so as you can find the show anywhere you get your podcasts with the best of RCST Podcast. If you do have any questions for the show, whether it's for a mailbag, just something you think there'd be fun to talk about you can reach out to us on our twitter page at rcst 1320 you can also email us if you don't have twitter rcst 1320 am at gmail.com that's rcst 1320 am at gmail.com and if you want to listen live 3 to 6 p.m central time monday through friday on klwn KLWN klwn.com and the klwn app have a good rest of day and see you next podcast